Hey there, it's Ariel Hawani, one-third of the fastest-growing show in combat sports. I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm P.T. Carroll, and together we are 3 Puck. Join us on the Spotify Live app after every UFC pay-per-view and become a part of the best community in mixed martial arts. Or, if you can't make it, check out the Ringer MMA Show podcast exclusively on Spotify. See you then. Love yous. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler and visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Into the Ringer Gambling Show. I'm Austin Gale here with Raheem Palmer and JJ John Jastremski. How are we doing, fellas? I'm excited to get into the NFC South. Raheem, how are you feeling about this division? This division is really, really interesting. Uh, I mean, obviously, you got two teams who could probably win this division, and then you have other two who could probably be the worst teams in the league. So I'm excited to talk about it. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, listen. I agree. It's a, it's a division in which, to me, it's a one-horse race because of what Tampa brings to the table and Brady and all of the talent they have and the New Orleans Saints with a new head coach and all sorts of question marks, to me, are the perfect team that could either zig or zag one particular way. Uh, but, boys, uh, another year and we're breaking down Tom Brady futures. I thought we were done with this shit. Yeah. The market definitely sees it as a one-horse race. Obviously, there's two teams that can really win this division with New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but the Buccaneers are minus 270, according to FanDuel, to win that division. That is the biggest favorite of any single team in their own division. They're also the favorite to win the NFC, and they're the favorite in the NFC, obviously, to win the Super Bowl at plus 750, according 
to Fandle, starting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like I said, minus 270 to win the division, minus 750 to make the playoffs. They are an all but guarantee to make the playoffs, according to that market. And then at their win total, 11 and a half is where their win total sits. The over at plus 105 and the under at minus 125. Raheem, start with you. Is there any value on the Bucs right now? I don't think there's any value on the Bucs. Now, I, I don't know if you not guys know, but I really love Tom Brady. Like, I look at Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady is like Alonzo from training day. You give him 18 months, he'll give you a career. <laughs> it doesn't matter who's out there with him. He makes the big bust. He makes the seizure, the big seizures. He's always there. But when you look at this team right now, I mean, they lose their starting center. Ryan Jensen, he went down with a knee injury. He might not be back until November and December. And then, obviously, I mean, it's just they had some replacements on the offensive line. Obviously, you bring in Shaq Mason. And, I mean, you kind of lose some guys there. Um, Ali Marpet retires. Ali Kappa leaves. And I think Shaq Mason is a, a good replacement for Alex Kappa. But it's just I'm I'm concerned about this team. They start the season off. Really strong. I mean, like, they got the Cowboys, they got the Saints, they got the Packers, they got the Chiefs. They could be one and four or two and two to start the year. So you don't want to buy in on the Bucks to win a division at this point. I think you want to wait for that start to see how they start off. Um, and then you want to maybe buy in later, but right now you can't at all. I think that's reasonable, Raheem. The schedule out of the gate is very, very tough. And we got to take into account new head coach. Bruce Arians on a yacht somewhere, playing golf somewhere. Todd Bowles, who coached the New York Jets for three years and did a very underwhelming job coaching the New York Jets. You know, he always struck me as one of those guys, terrific coordinator, but is he yeah. going to have that intangible to go and lead? Well, now you have the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't care what his age is. You got the goat in Tom Brady. So if you can't win with Tom Brady as a head coach, well, I got to wonder if Ty Bowles is ever going to win as a head coach. And I get those departures and those injuries and defections on the offensive line. Here's why, though, I can't be rushing to the ticket window to go and bet the Buccaneers as an under. They got four games guaranteed against the Falcons and the Panthers. They are not losing any of those games against the Panthers and the Falcons. So when I add that up, it's like, geez, they're getting full right out of the gate there. Even if they got to contend with the AFC North, even if they have a little bit of an adjustment period early in the year, this is the ultimate stay away for me. I'm not going near division price. It's too pricey. I'm not going near win totals. And what I will do, Raheem, Austin, if they go two and two to start the year, and that division price comes down to, I don't know, 160, 150, then I would be willing to fire. I'm so glad you brought up the first year head coach because that's a big reason why I don't like mm. betting the over 11 and a half. And I don't see any value on them being minus 270 to win their own division or minus 750 to make the playoffs because that, that's a reason to say they're not going to be maybe exceeding expectations right out of the gate. But the reason why I think it is that high is according to Las Vegas win totals, this is the seventh easiest strength of schedule like they have a very easy strength of schedule because they're playing the Falcons twice because mm -hmm. they're playing the Panthers twice we didn't bring this guy up but I think he's gonna have a big season too Russell Gage coming in to really complete yeah. that yeah. receiving core obviously they lose Antonio Brown 
They lost in mid-game last season, but they bring in Russell Gage, who I think immediately fills in as that wide receiver three with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. The offensive line, yeah, they lose Kappa. Bringing in Jack Mason is huge. I think the Ryan Jensen loss will hurt, but I still think that offensive line is a top-flight offensive line in the NFL. They are rightfully the favorite to win the NFC. They are rightfully the win, the favorite of the NFC South. I don't see a ton of value on this team. I think the Russell Gage pickup, I mean, that was huge. And then I think he's going to be the guy more so than Julio Jones. I think Julio Jones right now, he's on Larry Holmes status, flabby and sick, <laughs> but he's going to be, I mean, obviously with Rob Gronkowski retiring, he's going to be a great end zone target. I mean, a red zone target for, for the, for the Bucks. So I do like that pickup in that sense, but he's not going to be the Julio Jones of old. Um, one thing I want to say about this Bucks team though is that. They were six and zero in one score games last year, um, and they did overperform their point differential. And a lot of times, when you're six and zero in one score games, that tends to regress the following year. Um, you know, you guys talk about Ty Bowles, and he has been a great defensive coordinator, but there's still questions about his ability to coach at a head co- at be a head coach. So, I mean, you get any level of regression, and then obviously Tom Brady. I mean, I love him to death, but he is 45 years old. Those quarterbacks do fall off. I mean, rather quickly. Well, I mean, at don't you say it. Don't, don't you say that, Raheem. I 35, but 38, you fall off. Or 40, you fall off. With that guy, no, 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 no. He's a cyborg, dude. I got to see it to believe it, bro. I'm sorry. I, I, I got to see, see, see it, it to believe it, too. But I'm just saying, I just don't think you... Honestly, I don't think there's any value on them to win the Super Bowl, to win the conference. Well, I agree I with think that. you gotta, you gotta, you got to wait for those first four games. Raheem, cast your doubt on Todd Bowles as a first-year head coach. Cast your doubt on the Jensen injury. You cast your doubt on the TB12. Uh, I can't do it. The TB12 diet is what's going to keep this guy alive and playing until he's 50. You cannot at any point in time cast out and mention even remotely regression for Tom Brady. No, as he goes to 45 years old, it'll be interesting to follow. Let's pivot to the New Orleans Saints. Guys, i got to be honest. I'm in love with the New Orleans Saints. I see a ton of value on this football team. I like the over eight and a half wins at plus 105. I like Jameis Winston over 3,600 passing yards at minus 112 on Fandle. Saints to make the playoffs at plus 118 are all three of those bets are ones that I like. And I'll start here. Ninth easiest strength of schedule according to win totals. Again, that's playing the Panthers. That's playing the Falcons feeding into that. Michael Thomas already running routes in training camp. Back healthy is massive. I'm obsessed with the first year wide receiver they're bringing in out of Ohio State and Chris Olave. I think he was one of the most polished draft prospects in this class. He immediately comes in. And Jarvis Landry is coming to this team to eat. And if you are fading Jarvis Landry at this point in his career, I think in this wide receiver three role, he can have a lot of success. Last year, under Dennis Allen, the head coach, in New Orleans, the first-ranked defense in EPA per play. And they added Tyron Matthew. They added Marcus May. This is a damn good football team. At 8.5, I feel like that's an absolute embarrassment, and you still get value at the plus 105. I really like the Saints over the win total to make the playoffs, and I think Jameis Winston in that offense is going to go over that 3,600 mark. You know why? Baker Mayfield has that same passing total. And he might not, he might be starting back and forth with Sam Darnold. Jameis Winston over that number as well. I think the Saints, there's so much value on being long on the Saints. J- uh, JJ, I'll start with you. Are, are you in the same boat? I am in on the New Orleans Saints. And you mentioned a lot of the reasons I'm bullish on New Orleans. Uh, first off, they were a team that a year ago had a lot of bad luck, a lot of misfortune. Key injuries, that game with the Dolphins on Monday Night Football where they start an Ian Book at quarterback. Like, I mean, I loved it. I was eating up every minute of it. But, like, it fell for the Saints with all the stuff that was going on with COVID. And yet they hung around and they still had a competitive season. They are much better. Olave, love them. 
Landry, who, remember, put his college football at LSU. He's got something to prove. That defense adds Tyron Matthew, who, yes, is is maybe not the Tyron Matthew of his peak, but another guy who's an LSU boy who's coming home. Like, they they got that Louisiana in them, and I think they're going to show up. My only question with the Saints, we talk about first-year head coach. Sean Payton is gone. Like, if Sean Payton was coaching this team, I, I would fire him on division. I would fire him every which way. I'm betting him isn't over. I'm betting him to make the playoffs. My only question, twofold. One, Dennis Allen, who was terrible when he coached the Raiders. Two, Jameis Winston, and whether or not he can stay on the field. And I think he'll play well. It's not even a question of like turnovers or this or that. It's, am I getting 17 games or at least 15 or 16 out of Jameis Winston? But I'm in, guys. I will ride with New Orleans as an over. I'm in. Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with that a ton. Like I, I love the Saints. I love the over eight and a half wins. I love them to make the playoffs. Honestly, I think there's value on them to win a division at plus three fifty, knowing how the the Buccaneers their start to their season. And I think you can you can find yourself a little opportunity to get plus money on both of those teams. Um, I mean, when you look at the Saints last year, they had the second most adjust games. Lost due to injury at 76 yeah. and a half. They were 31st in offense on adjusted games lost to injury. So you get all those guys back. I mean, Austin, you mentioned the wide receiving core with Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and, and Chris Olay. Um, obviously, you look at the secondary. The defense is going to be a monster. They might have the best secondary in the league with Marshawn Lattimore, um, Adable, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and then you got the Honey Badger. So I think the only real concern for this team is that obviously you lose left tackle Teron Armstead to Miami, and then you you fill him with with the rookie and, and and Trevor Penning. But besides that, I think this is probably one of the best teams in the NFC. And I mean, it just depends on which Jameis do you get. I mean, Jameis last year threw three interceptions. The year before that, I mean, he had his thirty for thirty <laughs> type thing going on. So, I mean, is it Sean Payton? Or I mean, is it Dennis Allen? I mean, is Dennis Allen going to be able to keep Jameis from just slinging the ball all around like Atlanta Falcons' Brett Favre? Or is he going to morph into that Green Bay Packers' Brett Favre that we saw? So I like the Saints team. There's a lot of there's a lot of redemption tour energy with mm. this team. Jarvis oh, yeah. Landry, Jar- Jarvis Landry coming back to the Bayou, trying to show up. You have Tyron Matthew mm. coming back, obviously played at LSU as well. James mm. Winston's been on this redemption tour since he had the 30-30 season. And then you have Dennis <laughs> Allen, like you said, a terrible first time coaching in the NFL or being a head coach in the NFL with the Oakland Raiders. Now has this other opportunity with a really talented roster. Like there's a lot of really good players. You mentioned this defense is a monster. They were a monster last year, the first ranked defense in the NFL in e paper play. And they got better adding Tyron Matthew, adding Marcus May in the secondary. This team should be really damn good. And I think there's a lot of players on this team that are hungry and doubted and underrated. And that's, that's where the value is in their win total. Really where the value is in their win total. You know what? But, but before we move on, we have to discuss the Alvin Kamara situation. Obviously, we know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Um, and then I think some news broke yesterday about Alvin Kamara. They pushed this court bait, date back 60 days. Um, I mean, the way NFL suspensions are going these days, I mean, this guy can get anything from two games to two years. <laughs> so, I mean, that is a concern. I mean, but... It's looking more and more like he might start the season. They are better equipped this year as opposed to last year, though, I think, 
to handle a Kamara suspension. Yeah. Here's the other thing yeah. I like about the Saints. They're not intimidated by the Buccaneers. They have whooped on Tampa. Two years ago, they swept them in the regular season. I know they lost the postseason game. And last year, that defense gave it to Tom Brady. They beat the crap out of Tom Brady. So you like that. If you're going to make the case for New Orleans to win the division, going to like them heads up in those matchups with the Buccaneers. So, guys, we're in. New Orleans yeah. over. Let's fire New Orleans playoffs. Let's go. They're 4-1 against the Bucs. And that's I right. Mean, in, in the, the Brady time, era. Yeah, they are, well, the only, they the lost, only game they lost was, was the playoff game. That's right. They won both games last year because they won in Tampa on that Sunday night and they won in New Orleans around Halloween weekend. Good call, Raheem. 4-1. 4-1. No, no Sean Payton, but they did retain the offense coordinator, Pete Carmichael. And, and you talk to some people in the building, there's a lot of people that are high on Pete, Pete Carmichael. And they feel that retaining him, even after losing Sean Payton, will help them re, re, you know, maintain a lot of what they had on offense and keep things similar for Jameis Winston. So I also you know, like that consistency as well. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Wearing a men's warehouse outfit makes you confident, like you could do anything. So you dance like no one is watching, even though everyone is watching. Because of the men's warehouse outfit, you interview like the job is already yours because it is. Because of the men's warehouse outfit, you golf as if the rules don't apply to you because you're too well-dressed for rules. Because of the men's warehouse outfit. At Men's Warehouse, get measured, get fitted, get hot, get confident in everything from tailored suits to underwear and all the stuff in between. Love the way you look at Men's Warehouse. Let's go to the Carolina Panthers. Ooh. Quarterback, question marks. Obviously, they bring in Baker Mayfield. He is, I think, the favorite to start. He's taking more reps, I think, with the ones right now, or they're splitting it back and forth. But when you read some of the training camp tea leaves, it looks like that Baker Mayfield's likely going to start in Carolina. Still, no one is high on the Carolina Panthers. I think their win total is set at six and a half. To win this division, it's plus 5,000. To go to the playoffs, it's plus 1,000. Like, I, I don't think that they're going to be a team that you know people are talking about as a playoff competitor next year. Is there value, though, on where this is right now? Six and a half win total, and correct me, plus 410 to make the playoffs next year. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think there's value either way. Um, I mean, obviously, when you look at this team, I mean, there are some good things about this team. I mean, I think they're going to have a, a solid defense. I think that's the strength of this team. They're going to have a solid pass rush. Obviously, you got a guy like Brian Burns. You bring in Matt Ioannidis from Washington. They're going to be able to rush the passer. Um a lot is just really going to depend on whether you get a healthy Christian McCaffrey. I think, I mean, after his 2019 season where he had 403 rush attempts for 239 combined yards, I just, he hasn't been the same guy. He hasn't been able to stay on the field, but if he can stay healthy, I think this team can push for that win total and possibly be a fringe playoff team. But I, I just don't trust the quarterbacks. I mean, obviously, you have an offensive coordinator and Ben McAdoo who doesn't like Mayfield either. Um, so it's just like I'm staying away from this one. I mean, there's a reason why Matt Rule is the favorite for being the first coach fired. I really wanted to make a compelling case for Carolina to be a playoff team because I wanted to give you that team that's off the beaten path. 
I want to buy into the Baker Mayfield storyline. I do think Baker, of course, ends up winning the job. I do think he has something to prove. But the issue I have with Carolina is that they just look way too limited on the offensive side of the ball. I think their defense, guys, is going to be pretty solid. I think they're going to be right around that win total. That is a sharp, sharp, sharp win total at six and a half. I actually, if I had to make a bet, if you tell me right here, right now, JJ, you have to bet this win total. It's got to be one of your favorites. I would play Carolina as an over. Believe it or not, I would. Because I think the defense will win them a few games. I think they'll walk into a few games. I think they're probably going to end up being a seven, maybe an eight-win team. Because the NFC is not as strong as the AFC. However, Tampa's better. New Orleans is better. And that's why we're staying away from this one. I think Carolina is like that absolute worst-case scenario for them. They're a middle-of-the-road team. They're not going to be able to go and get their quarterback next year because they're going to be other teams that, to me, are flat-out a heck of a lot worse than the Carolina Panthers. And if they're going to be a playoff team, guys, listen, McCaffrey has got to stay on the field. He's got to be a stud. He, he's he got to play 14 or 15 games this year if Carolina's going to have any chance of being competitive. That's the number to me. Can Christian McCaffrey play 14 or 15 games? And I think he's going to. I, I think it's gotten to a point where, like, injury prone and those things, like how much he was used that season before his first, like, injury started to derail this part of his career. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's back to form from what you're reading right now. And also, like, <clears throat> simply just the amount of rest that he's been able to have. I think if there's a worry for me in Carolina beyond the offensive line being a bottom 10 unit, the quarterback question marks that they have, it's the head coach. He's going to be making consistently short-term decisions to keep his job. And that'll be flipping quarterbacks if he thinks that's the case. He'll bench receivers. He'll do whatever it takes or whatever he feels fit to win as many games this year to retain his job. And I just don't think that mindset with this bad of a roster is what's ultimately going to push him over that six and a half win total. I'm passing on the win total, but I think, you know, gun to my head, I might go under just because of, you know, just the doubt I have in rule and the doubt I have in any level of consistency offensively or even defensively, despite the talent with this football team. If you are betting the Carolina Panthers, I do like McCaffrey's over rushing ours at 925 and a half. I think if he stays healthy, he clears that number easily. And then I also like at plus 800, Comeback player of the year. Comeback player of the year, I think, could be his to have. I think Derrick oh, Henry's like the favorite. Oh, I like that, Austin. That's that a is good, a, that is a right good one. There. I like that. Derrick Henry's the favorite for that award right now. I think at plus 400. He obviously missed the second half of last season, but he still rushed for like 1,000 yards. So, like, I don't know. I, I, I think that market is mispriced in a sense. I don't think a lot of people are going to be throwing money at or, or throwing votes at Derrick Henry to win comeback player of the year as much as they would Christian McCaffrey, who has not had the season people have wanted over the last two years plus. So that's where I'm at with the Carolina Panthers. The one thing I will say about that is they did sign Deontay Foreman um, from Tennessee. I think that kind of can work in your favor and also can take away from it because it also, I mean, it can kind of work in your favor by, you know, they're going to spell him and try to keep him healthy. But I mean, this could end up a timeshare situation. I think that's the only thing that kind of scares me. If the Carolina Panthers, Raheem, I'm going to say this to you. If the Carolina Panthers, Matt Rule, go into a timeshare with Deontay Foreman, I will, I will fire Matt Rule myself. That is an <laughs> absolute travesty. Deontay Foreman is no... <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a travesty, like, when you look at it, like, logically, but when you look at things based on the fact that how much he's been injured, it's yeah. like, you kind of got to protect your investment, and they're paying this guy a lot of money, and he hasn't yeah. really met his... They, they paid him for past performance, pretty much. Yeah, the... the 
I think that we can get into this conversation for a long time, but paying running backs often ends this way. I mean, even with Derrick Henry, yeah. they paid him and he missed Does the second half of the well. season. It doesn't not, end yeah. well. It, Never. It, it is a position that the NFL is still learning how to pay and how to play. And I think that's how we end up in these situations like we have with Christian McCaffrey. All right. Last but absolutely least, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, <laughs> they are right now, their win total set at four and a half. Not necessarily question marks at quarterback, just bad quarterbacks. I mean, Marcus Mariota comes in. They have Desmond Ritter. They drafted him in the third round out of Cincinnati in this year's draft. Defense is absolutely heinous. I would not be surprised if this is the worst defense in the NFL next year. Last year, they ranked 29th in EPA per play in 2022. Pass rush, non-existent. Grady Jarrett's the only talented player along that defensive line. In the secondary, I like it. I like that they added Casey Hayward. A.J. Terrell is one of the best young cornerbacks in the NFL, but that's not enough. That's not enough star power to you know bring this defense back. And offensively, you have the questions at quarterback. I think the offensive line is still not a top-flight unit in the NFL. And receivers, that are really good, but really young. Drake London, the rookie out of USC, and Kyle Pitts, the second-year tight end out of Florida. I don't like value on their win total. I think that's set at 4.5, the overjuice to minus 120, the under at plus 100. The bet I like with the Falcons, because I don't think they're going to be good next year, is to have the worst record in the NFL at plus yeah. 400. I don't, I don't think that under four and a half wins is a bet you want to be sweating for 17 games, especially because... That's just such a – with 17 games in a season, it's such a hard you know, hard one to lose when they do have Marcus Mariota. And if he plays all 17 games, I think you'd be surprised to see him lose that many games or lose you know three or four games. However, this very well could, could be the worst team in football. I mean, they're, they're a Kyle Pitts injury away from having nothing on offense, nothing on defense. So I think that that's the bet I like the most with the Falcons. JJ, I'll start with you. Yeah, Where we you talked about Atlanta? this. To me, there are one or two teams in the NFC that I have circled for worst record. Uh, Seattle – in the NFC West, who I'm all over, I think they're going to have a miserable season. But I could say the same thing about the Atlanta Falcons. They're not going to be able to get wins in this division. Uh, they lose Calvin Ridley, as we know, for the year, even though they didn't have Calvin Ridley for a good majority of last year. It's a defense that doesn't inspire. It's a team that is just such in flux, such in transition. It's so obvious. It's so clear across the board. And... No, I am not buying that Marcus Mariota is going to go in there and channel his inner 2017 Marcus Mariota and get a team competitive and get him into the postseason. Team in transition, worst record in the league is a good play here. I also think they're going under, though. I know it's the NFL. I know it's additional games. I know teams lucking to wins and all that jazz and all that nonsense. That's fine. I am fairly confident Atlanta is going to stink this year. Like, if I... You tell me, JJ, you got to play a win total on this. And it's tough. It's a tough one. I think Atlanta's awful. I think they're the worst team in the division, yeah. hands down. I, I, I think they're definitely picking within the top three, Raheem. Uh, maybe not the worst record in the league. They are picking within the top three. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, when you look at their schedule, they could legitimately start out 0-7. They got the Saints. They got the Rams. They got the Seahawks. They got the 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 Browns. They got the Bucks. They got the 49ers and they got the Bengals. Like, they could be 0-7 to start the year. And then when you look at them last year, they won seven games. But according to Football Outsiders, they were the worst seven-win team in the history of the NFL. I mean, they had the fourth-worst point differential in the NFL last year. And then when you look at how they performed, they were 7-2 and two in one-score games. And we all know that both of those things tends to regress. And it's just their schedule is a lot tougher this year. So... I think this goes under as well. I mean, like, honestly, I agree with Austin. I think the the play here is worst regular season record. But 
as Austin mentioned, they really have one weapon, and that's Kyle Pitts. What did Kyle Pitts do last year? He had one touchdown. One. Uno. Like, so I think I think he does better than that this year. Let's go over four and a half touchdowns for Kyle Pitts. I mean, somebody's got to score. Um, yeah. I mean, they're not going to go scoreless the whole Somebody's year. Somebody's got to score. I love, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I mean, literally, Raheem, all they're going to do is be throwing balls up to Kyle Pitts and, Jay, uh, and Drake London. I mean, those are two big boys. Those are two guys that can go and get it. Feel like they're going to mm-hmm. be a lot of fade routes and jump balls for the Atlanta Falcons this year. Yeah, but I think one thing you want to look at—I mean, at least game by game—this is a team who's going to be going under the total. I mean, like Austin mentioned that they have a good secondary. You got Casey Hay- Hayward and AJ Terrell, and we all know that this is one of the worst offensive lines in the league. So not going to be scoring a lot of points. So on a game to game basis, you want to be looking under the totals. You're not going to be seeing a lot of games where the Falcons are playing in one where the total set at like 48, 49, 50. Okay, this is going to be a, it's a very bad football team and a lot of lop, lopsided losses. You have me sold too. I was going to I was going to stay away from the win total at four and a half. I'm going under. I'm going to hit the under at plus 100. I'm going to hit the worst record in the NFL at plus 400. And I think there is a misprice on FanDuel for offensive rookie of the year. The favorite right now is Kenny Pickett, and he is the third string quarterback in Pittsburgh. Like he is not even going with the ones. Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph are getting reps over Kenny Pickett, and Pandle has that as the favorite offensive rookie of the year. Brees Hall, the Jets running back, is the second favorite at plus eight hundred, and then Drake London plus a thousand to win offensive rookie of the year next year. He is the number one wide receiver. It's not going to be Olamide Zacchaeus. It's not going to be Brian Edwards. Kyle Pitts obviously is the number one tight end. Maybe he is the number one option with that experience, but he is the top wideout. I think he's going to get fed the football to a point where he does rack up enough points or rack up um, yards to win offensive rookie of the year, especially at the plus 1,000 price. I think that's where I'm leaning as well. What a fantastic episode. The NFC South and what is an obviously lopsided division. Value on the Falcons if you like their unders. Value on the Saints if you like their overs, etc. Raheem Palmer. We have football on today. The Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, Las Vegas Raiders, Jacksonville Jaguars. This game opened as a pickup. Now, all the way out to minus two and a half, the Las Vegas Raiders favored over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The total set at 30 and a half. You can bet the money line. Raiders minus 142. Jaguars plus 120. That means sharp money on the Raiders as we get closer to kick. Where's your head at here? Is there value after the Sharps have already poured on the silver and black? Well, there's no real value on the side here. I mean, obviously, I mean, RAS, I don't know if you guys are familiar, right angle sports. They were from, they were responsible for that sharp move, pushing this number from Jaguars minus one and a half to where it currently sits now at Raiders minus two and a half. I think one thing that you have to think about when it comes to preseason NFL betting is that one and two are the biggest key numbers. It's not like the regular season where the three is king. I mean, the three is hitting 15% of the time. One and two are key numbers because Teams aren't playing for ties um, at the end of the games. They're either going for two. Um, they're trying to win the game to get out. So one and two is, is really key. I think the angle here is to play the under. I mean, obviously, you're not going to have a ton of starters playing. The weather, I mean, it's kind of suboptimal. I mean, that that under right now is at 30 and a half. It opened at 32 and a half, but I don't see 
a, a high scoring game at all. I think the last 16 Hall of Fame games have gone under. Um, I think since 2016, it's about five and one. So let's go under the total for the Hall of Fame game. I mean, I guess if just if you're just looking for some advice on how to bet preseason at all, you got to remember that one and two are definitely key numbers. Obviously, like a, a team like the Ravens, they're printing money during the during the preseason. I mean, under John Harbaugh, um, the Ravens are 37 and 12 in the in the preseason. I think they've covered like eight straight. Like, I mean, they're just absolutely dominant. So you always want to be looking towards the Ravens. I mean, they, they're typically always covering. Um you're looking at other teams like um a guy like you're really betting coaches. So it's uh, like a coach like Pete Carroll. They tend to cover a lot. I mean, especially like this year, I think they're going to be some value on this on the Seahawks because they're going to be they're seen as one of the worst teams in the NFL. Obviously, you lose Russell Wilson. You got a quarterback battle going on between Geno Smith and Drew Lott. Um, so, you know, they're going to really be competing. So if you find situations in which there's a quarterback battle, I think there's some value there. Um, and then, I mean, like you want to fade certain coaches, like guys like Bill Belichick and guys like Andy Reid, they don't really go all out. I think if you, um, Chris Raybon posted this on action network, but if you would have faded Bill Belichick in the, in the preseason, you go 25 and 16, that's 61%. You fade Andy Reid in the, in the preseason, that's 13 and nine. So there's some angles there. I mean, obviously Mike Zimmer is no longer a head coach, but he was a guy who you could play. So that's how I approached the, um, the preseason looking at QB battles, always watching for those key numbers. Um, and I think, I mean, I think more often than not, you want to play some dogs. So that, that's, that's the angles that you play. Play the dogs, play the unders, especially this one in Canton. Apparently, there's going to be thunderstorms this evening, 70% chance of rain in Canton, Ohio for the Hall of Fame game. That total set at 30 and a half. And I think you're 100% right. Key in on quarterback competition, you know, that you don't have that in Las Vegas or Jacksonville tonight. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence and Derek Carr, the obvious starters for those teams. But you think about a team like Atlanta playing Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter, Carolina, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. Those are going to be teams that are playing like, quote unquote, starting quarterbacks longer than other teams will, while other teams let their starting quarterbacks sit every single preseason game, right? Not even see the field. Tom Brady won't play this preseason, et cetera. So I like that as well. Play the underdogs. I think underdogs more often, especially if they get past that preseason key number of two. You have two and a half here for Jacksonville if you do like the value there. But I would stay away. If sharp money's going one direction, don't fade that. Um, Raheem, really appreciate you giving us some preseason betting advice as we march on August here and appreciate everyone on the show. NFC South, baby. A lot of fun. Jay. AJ, Raheem, Austin Gale, the Ringer Gambling Show.